for the next 20 minutes or so, we're going to also help you back a couple of winners because it's a sensational night of greyhound action at the Meadows. It's one of the it's one of the biggest nights really of the year when it comes to to greyhound racing. The uh, just caliber of stardom on show is is next level. It's on a par with the heats of the Melbourne Cup night. Uh, the racing and media manager at the Meadows, Corey Smith, has joined me live here at the Melbourne Convention Centre. Good afternoon to you, Corey. What a uh, tremendous night of greyhound action tomorrow lies ahead. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an absolute ripper. But before we get started, just want to send my love to Dino's family and friends because uh, you know you grow up listening to him, and it it really is heartbreaking. And to hear what you guys have been going through today, it's been it's been pretty special to listen. And I know everyone's sending love out there. So uh, yeah, just uh, condolences to Dino's family and friends. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well said. George Farouge is also going to join us to go through these heats one by one. Georgie, good afternoon to you. Uh, You've worked at RSN for a long time. You would have seen firsthand the impact that Dino's had on all of the listeners in the racing community. Yeah, absolutely. And he was a he was a big dog man too. Um, owns uh, mm. a lot of greyhounds. And um, look, I, I spoke to a lot of friends today. We're, we're catching up for a barbecue tomorrow, and I can't tell you the amount of times he got them out of the proverbial by uh, getting them the quaddy leg um, home. So. Yeah, look, they, um, they said if you can send our regards, please. So, that, I mean, that's the type of um, reach uh, Dean had, um, and he was, he was just such a great fixture. And, yeah, look, life's really fleeting, mate. you just got to enjoy it while you can, and, um, yeah, look, I, I feel for his family at this time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, when he's watching the races tomorrow upstairs and he tips the card at Flemington, he'll be tuning into <laughs> the Meadows, I've got no doubt, because it's a, it's a stellar night of racing, George. Jo- uh, Corey and I were just talking off-air about... Just how good it is. It's right up there with the heat of the Melbourne Cup night in terms of being able to see quality greyhound races one after the other. Yeah, look, 11 of the first 12 races are associated with the Group 1 race. And, you know, this year's no different. It's, you know, we, we get to see two superstars who battled it out last week. And, oh, look, it's, it, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. And, look, it, I think the greyhound world's divided a little bit. I think there are some greyhound people that love the traditional three-week series of the Australian Cup, where in the first week you, you could run top four, the second week you could run top two, and then you're in the final. But I don't mind the, if you make a mistake, essentially you're out. Um, you win and you're in. It's as simple as that. I, I love that sort of cutthroat um, way of going about it. And we've got eight terrific fields. Uh, heat, sorry, uh, tomorrow night. Right, let's go through them. The first of the heats is race four. We'll, we'll touch on the, the Fanabale Superstays. Uh, if we have time after the, the heats of the Mel, uh, the Australian Cup, Corey, I'll start with you. Victor Damien here in the first of the heats. On paper, he looks hard to beat, and he might go on a lot of multis tomorrow. Yeah, I think he will. He's obviously got the, the perfect draw. He's got speed on outside of him that'll all take each other on. He'll be able to just smoke his pipe on the inside and should get room at that first bend. I guess the only query when you're taking a dollar fifty about a greyhound that uh, hasn't done it in open class yet, he, he, he has to do it. He's obviously a Group 1 winner in a restricted company. He's had 11 starts for 8 wins. You can't do much better than that, but his three losses have all come at the Meadows. So um, I think he's better prepared now. We've seen him trial 2961. He's going to be really, really hard to beat. But it's just whether you want to take a dollar fifty about a dog that's not proven in this sort of company. Georgie, dollar fifty-five. Is that too short, or is it the right price? Oh yeah. Look, probably on his his line of work more recently, it's probably the right price. I don't mind the box draw for him too, in a sense that you know I think Connections would be happy if they're sitting behind Vader Bale on that first corner, and then he should be able to explode. But yeah, look, he's a young greyhound, so there's always those question marks when he's stepping up in, into this type of grade, but. Everything he's shown us more recently, including running um, 
faster time than what any of the pools of thunder he shows that he's ready for this class in a sense and yeah, while he's probably not unbelievably electric early, he, he should be able to get himself in a good enough position and be very, very hard to beat. Uh, the second of the heats is race five, and from box four, Baby JC's the $2.50 favourite. We know on his day, on her day, sorry, she's one of the very best in the business. She's got a 29.79 next to her name, George. What do you make of box four? Oh, look, I just prefer box one, but look, I think she's ready to win a heat of the Australian Cup. And if, if we hark back to last year... Uh, Bob Douglas, her trainer, um, not threw her into the wolves. I think he did the right thing. He went into a Melbourne Cup prelude, and even at a younger age and, and less experienced, she showed that she was a, a real class act. Fast forward about three or four months, guys, and all of a sudden she's got this base now of around 30 starts underneath her. She's placed in a couple of group finals. She took out that Ballarat Oaks really impressively. She's just ready now to be that this type of greyhound consistently um, throughout the rest of 2023. And Look, in fairness, it's a good heat without being an outstanding one. And I think if she begins cleanly, she's going to be incredibly hard to beat. Corey, what are your thoughts here in the second? Yeah, I'm definitely with Baby JC on top. She's a sort of greyhound that the box draw doesn't matter too much. Um, we saw her in the Temley last week. She... she uh, was rightfully in that. She had box eight, which makes it tough, but she still went 5.09 to the first mark. If she goes 5.09 to this, she should be leading. Uh, she just needs to clear the two, Kung Pao Kevin, and I think it's all over. If she runs 29.79 and can hold off Titan Blazer through that middle section, it's, uh, it should be all over. I think you're getting a decent price for a Greyhound that, as Georgie said, has had that really nice base now. She's been in a couple of group ones. She uh, was one of the biggest runs you'll ever see at Ballarat a couple of starts ago. I've really liked the way that her preparations panned out, and uh, from the middle draw, it shouldn't pose too much of an issue. Heat number three has the biggest name in greyhound racing and wow she's fast set the line up from box seven fresh off a win in the group one Temley she's a dollar ninety five tomorrow night Corey uh, what are you thinking here? Uh, it's an interesting one. It's, I, I feel like we naturally just look at ways to try and ride off a champion. People are probably doing it with Nature Strip in the Lightning this weekend as well, looking for ways for them to get beaten. I think as form experts, when you see a dollar fifty or, or whatever she went up, that we probably want to try and get a little bit more juice out of it. But this is a sort of race that I'm not really interested in, in tipping against her, but I'm probably not all that interested in saying that she's immoral or putting her in multis or anything. I think I'll probably just sit back and watch her strut her stuff and hopefully she can find her way into another big group one final. Hey, Georgie, there's an article on the GRV website at the moment discussing whether or not she is the greatest greyhound that we've ever seen. $1.90 tomorrow night. It's an interesting price for one of the very best in the business. Yeah, it is. And look, um, Corey's right. Um, there's no doubt, and, and I was part of that article, there's no doubt she's a champion. I, I, I'm sorry, but she... Uh, and I don't care that the Phoenix aren't um, a Group 1 status at this stage of, of, of that race's cycle, but she beat an unbelievable field in that race. And her line of work, she is a champion. Is she the greatest of all time? No. I think still Fernando Bale and Brett Lee with that dominant um, as greyhounds. They were that much better than their second best greyhound during their time. Um, and I think that's what puts them at the top of the mountain. But I, I don't want to be talking negative about where she's fast because she's been absolutely unbelievable. Another challenge tomorrow night. Let's, let's, let's make no bones about it. From a dollar forty-five out to what you're, you're saying now, I've got a, around a buck seventy-five, but she'll probably drift a bit further. Revolution has been racing amazingly well. I think the key to the race is Elite Alex. Not suggesting for one second he is in Welsh's fast class, but he begins a little bit and uses a little bit of the track. So that's the challenge for Welsh's fast as well. 
But we could see a lob second guys in run 29.60, and I don't think anyone would be surprised. Again, like Corey, I'm going to sit out from a punting perspective. I would just like to see her make the final because she just adds so much extra. And and then we'll push towards getting closer to that $3 million mark, which people have already got their eyes on. Just on that uh, all-time great argument there, Georgie, uh, would, would you say that one of these big open group ones, whether it be a Melbourne Cup, Australian Cup, an Easter egg, is probably the last thing that we actually fast needs to tick off to, to really hold our own in that all-time, all-time great convo? We're probably getting a little bit caught up in recency bias. She's definitely in the conversation, but uh, if she can tick off one of these big group ones, these heat and final ones, that would just really solidify her status of the uh, amongst the all-time greats and probably get it the last few votes over the line. Yeah, again, good point. And I, look, the beauty with her is that she's still racing, so her legacy is still to be written. But if she can snag a, an Australian Cup, that would go a long way for her to be recognised up, up with the likes of highly blessed the Greyhounds who, you know, won so many Group 1 races and was an absolute star. Well, what was written in the article, I think it was from Peter Quilty, said that she hadn't won a, a feature race in the state where, of course, Brett Lee and, and Fernando Bale went all over the country and just dominated. Uh, that, that, again, we're just nitpicking here, but if she was to win the Australian Cup, um, I'm, I still wouldn't have her in the uh, upper echelon of the likes of Fernando Bale and Brett Lee, but she's heading in the right direction if she, if she takes out a race, a race like the Australian Cup, which is not only steeped in history, but um, it's a race that so many people have wanted to win. And, and if you have a look at the honour roll, it's, it's arguably the best honour roll you can find in grand racing across the world. Yeah, let's hope that she wins tomorrow night and she gives herself a chance of doing just that, Georgie, uh, next weekend. Over to heat number four. Now, this has got a very interesting greyhound engaged here, Action Girl, who Jason Adams yesterday on the radio was suggesting we should have something on at the, the $10 to run top three in the final from a futures perspective. Did you get anything of the $5 that might have opened up yesterday for this heat, George? I'm spewing that. <laughs> Uh, I was detained, so I couldn't get on. And then um, when I spoke to you, she was down to three dollars eighty. So I'm feeling a little bit. Look, again, we spoke about Baby JC having a, a good base leading into races like this. Well, Action Girl had about forty starts on provincial tracks before she even had a look at uh, a metro track. And when she got there, her sectional times are just off the chart. Um, she would lead if she began cleanly. She'd lead every single one of these races, especially from where she's drawn. Does she get a little bit tired in the last 50 metres? Yeah, she does, but she handled the Meadows really, really well. Um, there's a bit of speed in the race. I, I, again, when I say a, a, a greyhound, I, I'm going to lay a greyhound. It's certainly not because of their ability, but Rockstar Apollo um, opened way too short at $4.60 for me. He's out to $5 now. He's a greyhound, a young greyhound on the rise, but he's taking on greyhounds who know every grain of sand at the Meadows. Uh, and he's a young greyhound with a poor box draw and not an unbelievable amount of early speed. So Action Girl should go um, as well as she wants in the early stages. Um, and there's a little bit of speed drawn off the track. Who's the ability to sound the greyhound as is uh, Piscopo, Piscopo Bale, sorry. But Action Girl for mine at $3.80. Corey, the punters pounce and they didn't leave anything for the rest of us. No, uh, I was one of those that was a little bit too slow as well, Action Girl. Um, when, when you're talking about, we've just had a, a bit of a discussion about the all-time greats, and Fernando Bale holds the first split record at the Meadows. That's 4.89. Action Girl went 4.92. So she's mm. been within half a length of the great Fernando Bale in that first split. So that just goes to show what sort of beginner she is. You've seen greyhounds of the calibre of Koblenz that, that uh, run around that five-second mark, and it just puts...
puts him in a race, and, and she's got that sort of early speed as well. As George said, the last 50 metres is going to be her concern, but she's if she's five or six lengths out in front there, she's going to give something to chase. I'm not as... Uh, not as against Rockstar Apollo as Georgie here. I mm-hmm. think if there's a few of these that can uh, ping the lids, I think Electrified out of box six, she goes quick early, and if she can get across to the rail, which is what she wants to do, she might cause a little bit of mayhem. And if Rockstar Apollo can uh, just kind of hang out the back and hold that rail, if he can get down to it, then I think he, he can run a big race. But uh, we've seen with the New South Wales Raiders of recent times, they haven't exactly uh, set the world on fire, even though their their uh, form up in at Wentworth Park and other places has been... Been, uh, outstanding. All right, over to heat number five, and then wow, she's fast is the the biggest name in greyhound racing. Well, Amaron Boy, he's probably the second biggest name. He might be the fastest in the land. Well, I reckon the dollar eighty-five on offer tomorrow night's not bad value, Corey. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm one of Amaron Boy's biggest fans, and I just want to see him big, see uh, win a big one, and just take greyhound racing by the scruff of the neck because I think he does have that sort of talent. Box six again. He just seems to draw poor boxes in the big races, and uh, or just run into where wow, she's fast. That just seems to be his, his kryptonite at the moment. Um, this is an interesting race. Box six, obviously not ideal. There's a bit of speed drawn down the inside. You've got Fernando Mick who nearly cleared mm. cleared them in the Temley and just uh, stumbled a little bit around the turn that runs low five seconds. Uh, he's got box eight, which is which is an advantage to him for mine. He, he likes to use a fair bit of the track, so he's probably the best value in the race. Is Fernando Mick, and he's he's certainly high calibre. We've seen him place in a Melbourne Cup win a Group 1 Hobart 1000 but Amron Boy, as he said, he may be the fastest in the land and he's certainly the most talented so if he gets a clear crack at him and even if he doesn't, even if he does cop a couple of checks, you see, you've seen he chases through a brick wall so I wouldn't be counting him out but uh, I think Fernando Mick at the price is a decent enough play though. Georgie, this is a good race. Yeah, it is. Um, if I was going to take one of those odds on tops between Amron Boy and Wowsie's fastest, probably I'd probably lean towards Amron Boy because, again, it, it's probably not the hardest of heat. Fernando Mick is obviously a very, very talented greyhound, but if he's within four or five lengths of him, even he'll, he'll be very, very hard to beat. As we've discussed all week, Matt, and with Matty Stewart as well, the difference between Amron Boy's first section um, is best and worst. I mean, he went 5.23 last week. He's gone as quick as 5.04. He's just got to get that right. And we know he can do it um, because box six is not going to do him any favours. But look, in this field, uh, he would need a lot of bad luck to not win this race. So Amron Boy should just be winning uh, heat five. All right, that's five heats down. We've got the next three to come. Continue on with our preview of the heats of the Australian Cup with uh, Corey Smith and George Ferruja. And heat number six sees Mobile Legend come up the 270 favourite here, Corey. McInerney, the RSN's Phoenix dog, is drawn box one. It's at $4.20. You've also got Blue Tungsten and my mate Tip in this race. Yeah, I don't think it's come through to the bookies or, or anything yet, but... Uh According to the Watchdog app, which is usually pretty accurate, Mobile Legends come out of okay. this one. So I haven't had confirmation on that, and that kind of changes the race because uh, ha- it looks like you'll have Roman Blazer come in from from uh, into box two, uh, the the first reserve. So that'll be interesting to uh, to see. It'll change it a little bit because Mobile Legend, as you said, is one of the favourites of the race. Um, if he is out then I'm pretty keen to back one at, at decent odds here, and that's the five A-Lee Bale. I think she's a I think she's a greyhound that has an enormous amount of, bit of ability. We've seen her through Bitches Only series, and, and she's been well in the market in those. Um, she's not the type that's just going to go straight to the front. She's going to need a little bit of luck early. She uh, She's going to use a bit of the track. She's going to uh, 
do a few things wrong, but if she gets a crack at him, she's got all the ability in the world. We've seen RSN's uh, Greyhound McInerney from the Phoenix. He's yeah. got box one. He, he's going to use plenty of the track. So if Ailey Bale can uh, come out kind of near the back of the field, go straight down to the rail, and uh, she's going to get a nice clear run. So it, I think you're getting $15 plus. I'm, I'm more than happy to play, and that's probably my roughie of the night. All right, I like that, Corey. So key scratching here, George. What are your thoughts in the six heat? Yeah, I can definitely confirm that Mobile Legend is out. Spoke to trainer Daryl Brennan yesterday. Heard himself in that uh, Sam Lee last week. So he'll come out. He'll be out for a month or so, which is not good news. But um, he's had a, a fantastic start to 2023. Look, I think McInerney gets his chance here. He really does. Again, it's not. It's probably not the hardest to beat. Um, I really cannot wait to see what Blue Tungsten does off Fox 8. I mean, this is a greyhound that led your favourite rejuvenate in the heat of that Ballarat uh, derby. And he splits that day are unbelievable. Of course, he's the track record holder at Shepherd, and the question mark is the 500 metres, obviously, here. But um, and now with the scratching of Mobile Legend, uh, this race is really opened up. Look, we probably haven't seen the best of McInerney. He hasn't won in a little while, but if he's ever going to get an opportunity to get back onto the winner's list, I think this is it. And I know he uses a lot of the track, but his record of Fox 1 is pretty good. And um, if he just is within striking range, especially of greyhounds like Blue Tungsten, I think he's going to be hard to beat. Hey, Georgie, what about Heat 7? Does Kelsey Bale head to the front and prove too hard to catch? Yeah, I mean, if you Photoshop out um, where she's fast and Amron Boy last week, her run's outstanding. Um, and a repeat of that means that she'll win. She loves racing at the Meadows. Um, her recent form is just like it's coming back to somewhere near her best without winning. She's had a couple of good placings, and I think she'll be hard to beat. Landon Bale's one of my favourites. He's a greyhound with a lot of speed. He'll give them a lot of pepper from out there, and and modern Kalinda is another greyhound who's got lots of ability, but you think Kelsey, if she finds the top early, she's going to be incredibly hard to run down. Corey? Yeah, I think she's my best bet of the night. Kelsey Bale, she can do it from behind, as we saw in the silver bullet, the RSN silver bullet towards the end of last year, where uh, she ran down Amron Boy and went 29.56 from memory. So she's got the ability to come off the pace. We saw her lead a Tem Lee, where she went ridiculous splits. I think she went 5.04, 17.50, which that middle section, that's just absolutely rocketing. I spoke to Team Gibbons after the race uh, on Tem Lee night, and they said she'll be absolutely cherry ripe for next week. So I think there's a little bit of improvement in her. I think this this draw looks good to it, good for her. Uh, Landon Bale obviously can can produce a fair bit of speed from the out wide, and Modern Kalinda's obviously a rocket as well. But I think Kelsey Bale is the clear one to beat, and one of my better best bets of the night. That's yeah, for sure. I agree. She goes in my twenty leg multi over the weekend. There's no doubt about that. Corey, how do you bring us home the final heat? on Australian Cup Heats night. This is a really interesting one, this one. Uh, you've got the Melbourne Cup winner in Yarchi Bale drawn down in box number three. We've seen him over over further since the Melbourne Cup and he's uh, dropping back in distance here. He's obviously got all the class in the world, but I'm going with a, a New South Wales Raider here in box number eight, Mortified. She's the type of greyhound that'll split low five seconds to the mark. She can lead them up. I know New South Wales have uh, not been going all that great when they've come down here previously, but she trialled nicely at the Meadows uh, when she came down for a look at, at just over a week ago, and I think uh, I think she'll be carting across nicely. The the big danger for mine is the five dynamic prince. He just loves the meadows. It's uh, a middle draw is probably not too much of an issue for him. He can uh, also split low fives as well. So mortified if she gets across, she's going to be have a big big race in her though. How are you seeing this one, George? Yeah, I'm going to disagree with Corey. I think this is another one of those greyhounds that's a little bit too short for my liking in mortified, but she's. She's won 11 of 19. There's, again, this, this, this is not a knock on their ability. Stopped out in their class, but she's an interstate greyhound drawn off the track. And 
I think there's a little bit of speed in this race, um, and I'm keen on dynamic Prince. I just think look, he can he can be a little bit disappointing sometimes. Um, he's a talented greyhound. His time to shine is now. Um, a couple of his runs recently have been pretty good. Um, and despite the box draw, I think shopping around the $5 mark is where I want to play. Um, if Mortified wins off Fox 8 and proves me wrong, I'm more than happy to cop that. But I just think that Dynamic Prince and, and with the Archie Bale in the stalking role, if he can get there, will be the Greyhounds to beat by Dynamic Prince for me each way all day. All right, 60 seconds at all until Wodonga, Georgie. Uh, we're going to run out of time for your tips today, but they'll be on the uh, the website, the RSN website. Just recap your best bet there tomorrow at the Meadows. Yeah, probably Baby JC for me, guys. Um, race five, number four. I think she'll be leading and winning. Love your work, mate. Appreciate it. We'll hear from you over the weekend. Thanks, guys. Corey, best bet tomorrow at the Meadows? Uh, Kelsey Bale, I think she'll be winning her heat. She can come from off speed. She can uh, lead them up, as we saw last week in the Temley. I think she's going to be really, really hard to beat from that inside drawer, and uh, she's the one I want to be with. Hey, mate, appreciate you coming out here today. It's been uh, a bit of fun going through these heats. It's a huge night of greyhound racing. It's been a tough day, a really tough day for everyone involved at RSN and across the, the racing community. So thanks for coming out, and we'll be tuning in tomorrow night at the Meadows. Looking forward to it, mate. Corey Smith there from the Meadows.